Buff Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And welcome back, RK. It's good to be back, man. Good to be back. How was Vegas? It was incredibly Vegasy. <laughs> um, Expected nothing otherwise. The you know the, the same same things I always do in Vegas, and they're always a blast. And circa <laughs> every time I go there, I just fall more in love with it. I was pretty jealous this weekend. Not gonna lie. Yeah, man. I wish you were there. Um, but hopefully, we'll be back soon. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had some success on the tables, some failures. I actually. Funny enough, had way more success gambling on like casino things like tables and slots uh-huh. than I did betting on sports this weekend. So the heater's done. Yeah. Damn. It's good news for you. pieces. Because I'm taking Washington money line tonight. Wow. All right. We'll get into that in a <laughs> bit here. Chat's already talking about it. Um, this defensive coordinator thing has been a topic for the last. I don't know, 10 days or so now. And now we have a new candidate to talk about. But yeah, potentially. Potentially. Former Wisconsin defensive coordinator and interim head coach, Jim Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a recently deleted tweet by Coach Cheney <laughs> that just said Jim Leonard, that is where the speculation began. There's like a f- phony report out there floating around and stuff. But yeah. uh, the buzz has been picking up. You know, it. It's kind of funny because the Coach Prime era is so different, and we've talked about the flow of information so much. But, you know, like there's these like random people all over Twitter who like claim to have information. And yep. Sometimes they actually get stuff right. Mm-hmm. So it's completely like ruined everyone's compass for like, where do you go for news? So I then, know. like, when some random person with 640 followers on Twitter. <laughs> says something that like everyone's like wait is this real like i don't know i've seen someone else with 600 followers break news on the on this stuff before so i would say there's not not to read in much to that but obviously uh, you know there was the tweet out there from a person on the staff Mm -hmm. uh and that is a lot a lot more worth looking into for sure um, so Jim Leonard, his background, we're going to move backwards in time here from now. So this last year, spent the season at Illinois under Brett Billima um, as a senior football analyst. The year before that, he was the defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach at Wisconsin until Paul Christ was fired like midway through the season. He becomes interim head coach for the Wisconsin Badgers. He ends up going four and three. Um, in his seven-game stretch there as head coach, he was like a lot of people thought he would be the next Wisconsin head coach. Yeah. He was like the favorite. Played, was a Badger when he played, yep. went to defensive backs coach, went to defensive coordinator, was somewhat successful, was beloved by the players. It did feel like that was the easy one. A lot of times, as we are hopefully about to see with the Las Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. teams just overthink it. Like the yep. interim coach is the guy, and then you're just like, oh, but we can get this other person who has a bigger name, and so they went with Luke Fickle. Yep. Um, so he kind of just left, then went to Illinois. He's been at Wisconsin basically since 2016. That's where he got his start in his coaching career. 
uh, started as a DB's coach the very next year, became DC and DB's coach. He's one of the, I guess, hottest names, hottest young names in the coaching carousel. Um, he's really been an ascending head co or a coaching candidate. Was in the conversation for the USC defensive coordinator position this last year. The rumor was he turned it down. Yes. Uh, among many other jobs. I yep. mean, I see his name out there for a lot of things. USF head coach, all kinds of stuff. He was a, what is this, 10 seasons in the NFL. Vet for six teams, including the Denver Broncos in 2012. Hey. He was also, as you mentioned, an All-American, a three-time All-American and three-time first-team All-Big Ten safety for the Badgers from 2001 to 2004. The resume stacks up. Yeah. Um, fun player to watch back in his day, mm -hmm. especially in his early days. Yep. Uh, and I believe teammates with... Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. It's funny with, since we talked about that. Yeah, Baltimore. Uh, 2008 Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think that would be... Uh, Dennis Thurman might have been there too. Ooh, that would be a good connection to find. Um, so anyways, this would be a great hire. Mm -hmm. uh, and the question of the headline was, would this be the home run hire uh, that everyone's expecting based on the reporting that has been surrounding this potential hire? My answer to that is yes, absolutely yes. Um, he was, you know, like you said, he was really considered like a rising star. Almost, um, who's the wide receivers coach for uh, Ohio State? Oh, Brian Hartline. Brian, he was like the Brian Hartline of defense. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, everyone's talking about him. They're doing a great job producing talent. Like I said, really loved by the players. Um, this one would be, this would be one of the rare hires that would check off the name recognition like a lot of people are familiar oh, yeah. with this name and also like the college football circles mm -hmm. would be like oh wow that's a really great hire for sure has the nfl experience as well so here's a little background into what he did at wisconsin as a defensive coordinator um so it doesn't include 2022 but in 2021 the badgers were first in total defense Fourth in passing yards per game, first in rushing, sixth in points per game allowed. Wow. They were second nationally in yards per play, averaging 4.17 yards per play. In 2020, they were fifth in total defense, 31st in passing yards, fifth in rushing, and ninth in points per game. In 2019, eighth in total defense, 16th in passing yards, eighth in rushing, 10th in points per game. In 2018, 41st in total defense, 38th in passing yards, 56th in rushing, 43rd in points per game. And in 2017, his first year calling defense was first in total defense, fourth in passing yards, second in rushing, and third in points per games allowed. Yeah, that'll do. So here we go, Jake. He did not overlap Dennis Thurman. No, they just missed. But they... Wait, how did I just lose that? Dennis Thurman left Baltimore in 07. Yes, but... Oh, the Jets? They were together with the Jets. Yep. Am I right? Yep, you're right. From 2009 to 2011. 2009 to 2011 there. And 2008 to 2012. So there's your, uh, there's your connection. He, uh, you already said it. The guy would be... A, it's a combination of all the things. Name recognition, NFL experience, which... That's the thing I keep coming back to with this, just going back to Carl Reed's tweet, uh, talking about Coach Prime's commitment to an NFL environment. 
Uh, you have that. You have experience as a defensive coordinator in college. Has coached or played, I guess, under Dennis Thurman. So, or someone already on the staff would just be a home run hire, I think. Uh, there's, I put out a whole list late last night, ten names to watch out for, um, and Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard is right at the top. Yeah, I mean, dude. In your opinion, just to answer the question, does this fit the home run, the splash, the absolutely mind blow emojis? Yes. And do you think that? the objective observers would agree because the haters are going to say, Oh, that guy sucks for X, Y, and Z. That makes no sense. Um, you know, the, the believers are going to believe what about the, the very few, this very small percentage of the world <laughs> that falls in the middle. Are they saying that's a home run hire? I don't know. Do you think the like average college football fan is familiar with Wisconsin de- defense? Like, they know what's been going on there the last five years or so. Yeah, and I'm not even necessarily looking for the average college football fan because the truth is everyone has tunnel vision towards their own team. Sure. I'm looking at, like, the, the small percentage of the media that's just kind of covering things. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't, no one's popping. Like, Bruce Feldman, I don't know if we've right. had any beef with him yet. Like, is no. he calling <laughs> this a, uh, a, a home run hire? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so, too. Um, and as Nicole mentioned in the comments, this is a long-term hire, too. He's only 41 years old, just started coaching in 2016. He's got decades in front of him as a coach um, if he wants to do that. And this would be a great step, I think. I mean, he was obviously in the conversation to be Wisconsin's head coach. Yep. Um, kind of took a back seat because of how that all fell out this last year going to Illinois. But this would be a massive step up. I mean, this is huge. This could make his career. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those ones where it's like, if you come here and you succeed, you will elevate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the, you saw, already saw it this year when Colorado went 4-8. and eight. Next year, when this team is contending for the Big 12, there's, it's all eyes on Colorado every single week. Yep. And if all of a sudden this defense goes out there and starts balling out, Jim Leonard, I mean not to get way too far ahead of ourselves, but it's probably that like one and done type of conversation. Right. You'd love to get him because if he comes in and succeeds, he's going to be a head coach the next year. Yep. And that's fine. That's a great play. Like you want to succeed and, and lose coaches to head coaching jobs. Absolutely. Um, just going through some of these names here that we've talked about before. Do you feel any different about Ken Norton jr.? What, what do you mean do I feel different? About him being the potential splash hire for DC. No, I think it would be great. Um, I think this is one of the ones where, like, Bruce Feldman says it's a, it's a great hire. Right. But the, the, the talking heads on ESPN are like, yeah, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't blow their minds. Mm-hmm. And to, to be fair, that does not matter. Oh, for sure. Just, I just, but, you know, we're... The, the closest thing we have to information on this, to, to true information, is Coach Reed saying, you know, three head exploding emojis and, and Uncle Neely saying it's going to rock the world. Yep. Um, Dennis Thurman, any possibility you think he gets the promotion? I don't think so. I don't think that he uh, is at a point in his career where he wants that. Exactly. So, no. Um, and I, that ha- a couple people have brought that up in the comments. I don't know if it's today. 
Um, but over the last week or so saying like, why wouldn't it just be with Dennis Sermon? Why wouldn't it just be Dennis Sermon? I think he's happy uh, in the role that he's in right now. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's at that stage of his career where he might not want that workload. Well, look, if you look at his career path, um, he stopped coaching in the NFL in 2016. He was fired from Buffalo when he was the DC under Rex Ryan there. And then he took three years off, coached the Memphis Express. Is that XFL? I believe AAF? that is XFL. XFL? Might have been the team that uh, Rashawn Salam played for. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, then he went to Jackson State a year after that. Was the DC there for three years. So kind of getting back into it. And then last year, joins Colorado staff, but is the director of quality control and defense. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a guy who's kind of done doing it, the whole defensive coordinator, you know. And who could blame him? Of course. I mean... What a career he's had. And still just having him in the building, I'm sure, is massive for this yes, program. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ed Reed, any change there? Still leaning now? It feels like a unlikely scenario that would also be really exciting if it were to happen. I agree. Um, then I guess the two other favorites besides Jim Leonard would be Lovey Smith and Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Zim... Not so much, not as much, um, but Lovey Smith, I still feel like is a is a very legitimate candidate. So there you go. Now we wait again. How long do we wait? Do you think? Don't know. Don't know. But uh, I I laugh at the the impatience. <laughs> it's like it's January eighth. Yeah. The portal is closed. Like. You know, most of the recruits are signed. What, what, it, like, what are we trying? We just want it to want it, which I'm, I'm with everyone. I would love to just be able to do our here's the DC show. I would love to also do the here's the OC show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's like we have literally nothing but time. Uh, that is true. At some point, we're going to do the here's the DC show. At some point, we're going to do the here's the <laughs> OC show. And at some point, we're going to do every other show you could possibly think of. Between now and next season. <laughs> That's true. Uh, any thoughts on the OC at all that have changed over the last week or so since we last talked about it? No, but right now, um, it's a little like inside college football for you. And I don't know. Coach Prime was there last year at the national championship. He was. Um, I don't know if he'll be there tonight. But the national championship almost serves as like a coaching convention. Um, and a lot of coaches go down there. There's a lot of conversations that are happening. Yep. Um, so there's going to be movement on the coaching front throughout the rest of this week. Uh, and so if anything were to make, like, were, if there were to be a drastic change, mm-hmm. this would be the week for that to happen. Um, whether that's, you know, a, a surprise candidate comes into the offensive coordinator fold uh, or... Um, you know, the defensive coordinator news breaks or, or, you know, because they got to start assembling the staff that they want around them or they got to hire a, you know, a defensive backs coach. Though, if it were Jim Leonard, it would be a nice one for one swap with Charles Kelly in terms of, well, you just for put sure. him coaching the safeties and, and you're good to go. Um, so, yeah, there, this will, this will be, there will be movement um, over the next seven days, I, I'm guessing, if there is going to be movement. Uh, last thing on this, and it's for some of like the the candidates lower down the list, candidates who, you know, kind of like Brian Flores, who 
um, are just wrapping up the NFL season or um, I've seen people throw out Raheem Morris, although I doubt that one. That would be an incredible hire. Do you mm-hmm. think that Colorado's offensive or defensive coordinator is still coaching? Like their season's still going right now? Or they're trying to seek out an NFL job? Maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. What do you think? I think it's a possibility for sure. Um, especially at OC with Byron Leftwich. Steelers just made the playoffs. If he wants that OC gig, then... He has to wait he has to for wait. them to be out. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Or any other... I hadn't thought about Byron Leftwich in a while. I st- I'd still put him as one of the favorites to be OC. If it's not Shermer. Of course, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll say this. Pat Shermer will be on the staff. Oh, yeah. It seems that's pretty much... Yep. The relationship he has with Shador is pretty telling. Yeah, that's that's happening. Um, whether it's a quarterback's coach or whatever, that's happening. Okay, shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Come down to the DMVR bar. We have uh, the Christmas ale on tap. It's the beer of the month here. You can get a pint for six bucks. But Breck has a beer for any occasion. You can try out some of our favorites, the Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden, the Broncos Country Pale Ale. Mountain Beach Sour, and plenty more. You can use their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you or just come on down to the DMVR bar. Also, shout out to Game Time. Uh, you already know I was I was out in Vegas. Yep. Wanted to go to Broncos Raiders. Didn't want to go in the press box because that shit's lame. <laughs> uh, and so I used Game Time. I used Game Time to go to the game. Got seats in the first level at way under market price. Um, it was a good time mm-hmm. uh, as far as Broncos boring losses goes. Also, incredibly disappointing atmosphere at the game. Um, the most neutral site energy I've ever seen at a home game. That's Vegas. But also, like, I don't know, it just even the fans that were there like aren't real fans. It's just lame, dude. Like, as crazy as this sounds, I would have rather been in the black hole. I mean, which I is get, the shittiest stadium I've ever been in. I get where you're coming from. I went to for the last Raiders game in Vegas like two, three years ago, and I it was more like it reminded me of a Cowboys game. Yes, yeah, it's kind of like a social setting. I don't yeah, know. this guy next to me was wearing Raiders gear, but he was high fiving me after Broncos <laughs> touchdowns because he had the over. Oh God! I was like, dude, this sucks. That's super Vegasy, though. I know, I know, but it was just like I don't know it it. It really was not like I wouldn't go back to a game there ever again. Um, it's a dope stadium. I'll, I'll go though. back to Vegas and I'll just watch the game at Stadium Swim. You weren't impressed with the stadium? No, really? not even one percent. Wow. It like it was new. It's it's nice because it's new. You know, like you get into your friend's new car. I'm not going to use any examples here, but like if your friend got a new car, even if it was a shitty car, you'd be like, yeah. oh, it's new. It right. has a new car smell. Yeah. You know, like whatever. <laughs> Um, so it had, you know, it had the new stadium smell. It was, uh, it was all new, but there was nothing special about it. That's fair enough. That's all I got. Um, anyways, I went to game time (laughs) to get those tickets (laughs) and, uh, got a great deal on them. So at least I had that going for me. Uh, I used the code B U F F S buffs (laughs) at game time. If you're making your first purchase, uh, to go and get $20 off. Your first purchase on game time, it's a great deal. Also, 
I'm tired from being in Vegas, but I'm more tired for sitting on the tarmac for an hour after we landed at midnight last night, then waiting another 30 minutes to get off the plane once we finally got to the gate. <laughs> so I didn't even get home until like 3 a.m. last night. You're putting up an all-star performance right now, man. You're I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Someone um, said I'm tripping. The stadium is nice. I didn't say the stadium isn't nice. It's nice because it's new. <laughs> There's just nothing cool about it. It the outside's cool. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think. I don't know. Like my friend texted me, he was just there to enjoy the game. He wasn't a fan of either team, and he was like, "I was gonna go to their team store to find like a little like gift for my son to bring home." Uh huh. Like I can't even find the team store. Damn. I enjoyed my time at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Broncos win? Nope. They've no, never won. They lost by one point with Drew Lockett quarterback, mm. I believe. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, also, we don't know who either of the coordinators are. The chat seems to think that we know. No, we don't. They, or you, at least. I think you know. I said you have a bad poker face. <laughs> <laughs> on what? On which one? I don't know. That's just what they said. No, man. I really don't know. Um, like, I'll just give you guys full disclosure. Neil, like Neely straight up just told us, like, I can't tell. He you. did, yeah. <laughs> he said sworn to secrecy. Yeah, and so it's like I'm not gonna go and keep bothering him for right. it, right? Um, and you know, I've talked to other people. It's not always just you know, Neely and. Everyone else I've talked to either knows and won't tell me or doesn't know. Yep. All right, let's talk recruiting. Um, we had a handful of visitors over the weekend, and we got a commitment yesterday. No, not my son. My friend has a son. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coach Prime said he wanted another corner. Well, we got him. DJ McKinney, former Oklahoma State cornerback, has committed to Colorado. He was a 2022 three-star recruit out of Colleyville, Texas at Colleyville Heritage High School. Um, was listed on Oklahoma State's roster at 6'2 without a weight for some reason. Was a redshirt freshman last year, so he joins Colorado as a redshirt sophomore. Had a decent season for the Cowboys last year. 38 total tackles, five passes defensed, played in every single game. Had the best game of this of his season against Texas in the Big 12 title game uh, with seven tackles. But another young cornerback coming in to join this secondary. Um, yeah, this is a big one. <laughs> and the, the funniest or the best part about this, I said funny because you were laughing. Um, <laughs> the best part the about this is his age. Yeah. A young player who balled out. I mean, it's very much... Samson Okanlola like mm -hmm. um, goes out there as a, as a, you know in his first action and plays really well. I think he was the second best corner for Oklahoma State last year, and the the buffs are getting him. And everyone says, "Oh, oh, you got to get high school recruits." Like blah blah blah. What if you could get players with one less year of eligibility who have already proven they can play at college? If you could do that consistently and successfully, every coach in the country would rather do that than get high school recruits. Because for every great high school recruit you get, there's another one who just doesn't have what it takes to play at the college level. So getting guys who have already proven that they are strong on the field, and in this case, in the conference that you are moving to, uh, is a fantastic get. I don't know if it's because people are distracted 
by the um, coordinator news coming, but it feels like the fanfare around this one is lower than it should be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been kind of just a quiet time, too. So uh, I think that might have played a little bit into it. But this is a good football player. He played 596 snaps last year. Um, for what it's worth, put whatever you want into this. But his PFF grade was 70.2. That was second among all Oklahoma State defensive backs. This secondary now, Travis Hunter, Kamani McLean, Omarion Cooper, Carter Stoutmeyer still there. Preston Hodge is just, uh, was just added. You have Shiloh coming back. Um, Cam, of course. Who else am I missing? Bad day to ask me that. Well, now DJ McKinney <laughs> joins them all, yes. though. Yes. This is a, other than Preston Hodge, I guess, and Shiloh, this is a very young cornerback group who, in many aspects, or just the entire secondary, really, not just the cornerbacks, but they haven't even like scratched the surface yet. I think you keep saying McKinney, and the, the chat's trying to tell you it's McKinley. Is it McKinney or McKinley? McKinney. Okay. okay. M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y. All right. All right. There's McKinney. no L's in here. There's no L's. No L's for him. <laughs> no L's for me either. Yeah. I mean, if you're Jim Leonard or another, you know, secondary focused coach like Coach Prime, um, you look at this and you say this is this is a great group to work with. Yep. Um, you have experience. You have youth. You have length. You have athleticism, you have, you know, uh, hard hitters, kind of everything you want. The only thing I would say maybe, which you don't get a lot in, in college, is little undersized at safety. Right. But that's about it. That's about the only thing that you could really complain much about if you were looking at this from the outside looking in. Um, and what those guys don't have in size um, they make up for, you know, especially at safety. Those guys pack a punch, whether you're talking about Trevor Woods, Cam, obviously Shiloh, you know, maybe one of the hardest hitters in college football. So right. um, that's a exciting, exciting group. And the fact that they're, you know, they've improved the pass rush. They've improved the interior of the defensive line. They've improved linebacker. You got to feel a hell of a lot better uh, about this defense moving forward. The last piece they need is that defensive coordinator. And, you know, once we kind of know who that is and know the scheme they want to run, we can start imagining, you know, how these guys are going to fit in and, and how they're going to succeed. Absolutely. Um, he posted pictures in uniform. Looked like he was on campus. Could have been this last weekend, but he was on campus at some point. Yep. We did have a few other visitors who came through this weekend. LeJonte Wester, we've talked about him quite a bit. Shador has been recruiting him quite a bit and put out another tweet telling him to come to Boulder. Shador is recruiting. He's recruiting hard. He really wants LeJonte to be a buff. If you're LeJonte Wester, you don't think twice about this. I'm so serious. If Shador Sanders is recruiting you harder than he's ever recruited anyone else <laughs> yeah. uh, to join the team, that is your sign from above that you need to be a Colorado Buffalo because this man is going to send you into the NFL. Going to feed you. Yes. Um, he was already first team American, I think. Yeah. Uh, at returner and at wide receiver. little small, but obviously a dynamic player. Like I said, if Shador wants you that bad, you just do it. 
you just do it like you're going to be part of a Heisman campaign next year. Mm -hmm. And I, I would love to be able to just ask Shador what he's so excited about. Yep. Um, uh, the, you know, the playmaking ability is obvious, but they've got a lot of playmakers. Um, he specifically wants LeJonte Wester. Obviously, they have a pre-existing relationship, but this is a... Uh, just ask anyone who played with Peyton Manning. Like, the quarterback liking you and wanting you to succeed yep. is uh, step number one to, to doing so. Yep. Uh, the second visitor that was named was Jaden Harrison, former Marshall wide receiver, another returner, too. So they obviously want another or someone else to be their full-time returner very interesting um he had a great season as a returner for the marshall thundering herd last year had 23 kick returns for 705 yards that is 30.7 yards per kick return wow he also had two touchdowns including a 98 yarder got to be one of the few players in the country that you would be Losing yards to take any in the end zone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You give five-yard head start on every drive. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I will say the amount of kick returns the Buffs had last year at home was incredibly low. That's the only thing that would bum me out about that. Felt like we didn't get many all season. Yeah, I mean, I would say maybe 20 all season, but uh, maybe three at home. Right. Um... Jaden Harrison began his college career at Vanderbilt where he was with uh, Corey Phillips and coach uh, Darden Box. And Will Shepard? Uh, and probably Will Shepard, yeah. Nice. Um, he then entered the portal, committed to Marshall. Um, I'm trying to see when... I think it was early in his career, like 2020. But there's a common thread there with Coach Box and Coach Phillips. Um, they obviously are going after a kick returner. Maybe try and get Dylan more involved in the offensive end and just take him out of there altogether. Jimmy as well, Yeah, sounds like. So there you go. That's, the, uh, that's all I got for recruiting right now. All right. Exciting times. And Wester has a brother. Don't forget. He's got two brothers. Two, yep. But one at, at linebacker, which would be nice to have one more of those. Yep. Well, we almost kicked off, uh, checked off everything on the list. Coach Prime said he wanted another interior guy, another pass rusher, and another linebacker. Yep. Does Lundy, was that tweet before or after Lundy? I think it was before. I think it was too. No, that was after. Because remember, it was... Oh, it was after Christmas. After yep. Christmas. Yep. And Christmas was when he committed. Yep. Okay, shout out to our great friends over at Snarf's. We're massive fans of Snarf's here at DMVR. Snarf sandwiches and Snarf's burgers. Uh, they got 26 locations in Colorado. They're in Boulder. They're all over Denver. I recommend, I highly recommend the pastrami sandwich. Uh, Neely's a big hot dog sandwich fan. Uh, they, they also just make great burgers. Check them out. Again, 26 locations in Colorado, and then Illegal Pete's. Big shout-out to Illegal Pete's. It's been too long. Need some queso. Need some reverse nachos. Need some steak queso burritos. Uh, get on down to Illegal Pete's. If you haven't had it, 
They've got a location in Boulder. They've got multiple locations in Boulder, multiple locations in Denver. Everywhere we're at, they are too. Uh, so check out our friends over at Illegal Pete's and uh, get in on that amazing queso. No matter what you're getting, add some queso to it. Any good eats out in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. There's an amazing restaurant in uh, in Circa called 8 East. You've been, right? Is that the brisket fried rice yep. place? Yeah, yep. that place is amazing. So I had the brisket fried rice twice. Uh, and then they also have like these like short rib dumplings that are fire. Um, so that was awesome. And then we went back to that other place that we went to last time. The taco place? No. Um, it's called Carson Kitchen. It was the one that we went to where I um, messed up the reservation and made it for too few people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it caused us a stir. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, it was that one, which is always delicious. Nice. <laughs> okay, just a few more notes here. Uh, on Saturday, Bryce Underwood committed to LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, just as, I mean, if you look at the visits, he's been there like four five, six times, basically in the last year, uh, went in the off season, went for a game and then just ends up committing there. So that one was pretty, uh, writing was on the wall. It seems. Yeah. It was the favorite. Mm -hmm. He went to the favorite. Um, but I'll say this, Jake, remember last week when we were talking about, man, if he commits, we're going to have to hold on to him for a whole year. Mm -hmm. LSU's got to hold on to him for a whole year. Yep. And weeks ago before we I mean weeks and weeks ago someone told me even if he commits to LSU which is what is expected don't count us out let's go so there I go. mean he's only come here once if he went to LSU four five six times I'm sure he's got another Colorado visit in him yeah yep so we'll see back to Antoine Hill then maybe yeah I think there's a good chance of that and Antoine Hill again didn't never ruled out Colorado. Right. Just as we talked about before, sounded like the goal was to reclassify so you could come in and learn under Shador. That went out the uh went out the window. He's he's going to play high school football this year. And Colorado is still very much in the mix for him. Um fifty two eighty Ivan says just like Riola, he will flip. I mean Probably we'll see. But he was Riola was committed to another school this time last year. Yep. Probably won't write a corny ass poem when he flips. <laughs> That's true. Bryce is much more of a dog. <laughs> and then also Shador Sanders was in Houston at the national championship this weekend. Yeah. Did like a meet and greet? Something. He was like the talk of the town out there. It's crazy, man. It's so cool to see the the fanfare that exists around these players and uh, I think they do a great job of connecting with the fans, mm -hmm. and, you know, like even like Bucky just showing off some of the stuff that people send them and all that sort of stuff. Um, but people don't realize like how big these players are. Yep. Kids all over the country are throwing up the Shador at recess. Yep. And just seeing those pictures of pe the, the line to meet Shador and just take a picture with him or whatever it yeah. was. Uh, is uh, is remarkable. I mean, he's he has like the popularity of a professional player. Something that you can only really accomplish at Colorado, or if you're a star on you know Alabama. He's more popular than some NFL quarterbacks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, by a lot. Yeah, not even close. I mean, 
if you were to just use Instagram followers as a metric of popularity, mm-hmm. he's like, he's probably beating most NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Probably make him more than someone like Brock Purdy too. Anyways, yeah. I'm just gonna look at a random NFL players, uh, NFL quarterbacks Instagram and just see what we got here. Who are you looking up? So I w- I tried to go on the high side. Okay. Like if this person has more followers than uh, or has less followers than Shore than most people do, Shador has more followers than Joe Burrow on Instagram. Check Lamar. Let me just get Shador's actual number. Oh, never mind. Okay, okay. I thought he had. I think he has four million combined. So he has one point eight million. Joe Burrow has four million. Okay. So Joe Burrow has more than him, which you would expect for sure. Lamar probably has more than him too. Yep. Lamar has three point three. I mean, but he's in that ballpark. Oh yeah, this is before he's entered the NFL. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he'll probably surpass both of them. Yeah, eventually. Who's like a another one? What's like one step lower than that? C.J. Stroud. He's got to have more than C.J. Stroud. I would guess. 749K, so he's doubled C.J. Stroud. Yeah. It's not surprising. What about, like, someone who's been in the league for, like, Baker Mayfield? I'd say Baker has more. Baker has 1.5. So he's got Baker. Heisman winner. Yeah. Yeah. Blue blood program. First overall pick. First overall pick. Yeah. I mean, Shador is really, like, in there. So, kind of related to Shador here. Uh, we got news late last week that... Ooh, can I give some breaking news really quick? Yeah, what was that? Dion Figures, legendary Colorado defensive back, selected for induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. Nice. He will become the 11th Colorado Buffalo to be enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame. Congrats to Dion Figures, who, of course, had the interception in the Orange Bowl uh, that led to the legendary call um, and the figures may be number one for Colorado, which gives me goosebumps just saying it. Um, So there you go, Dion figures, um, 11th Colorado Buffalo to be enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame. Congrats. Congrats to him. We've got some quotes here too. Do we want to read these? Go for it. Um, On the honor, he said, this really means a lot to be a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. I must have done a little something on the field. I chose football over basketball. I guess I made the right choice. Love it. Love it. Um, He also shouted out Coach Mack, of course. He then said, I hope Chris Hudson will be next. He's like my little brother. Hudson won the Thorpe Award in 94 and played alongside Dion Figures for two seasons at CU. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats, Dion Figures. He joins Rashawn Salam, Michael Westbrook, Herb Orvis, Bill McCartney, John Wooten, Alfred Williams, Bobby Anderson, Dick Anderson, and Joe Romig. And more to come. And more to come. Um, so back to uh, what I was saying, kind of related to Shador here, but we got news late last week that we were going to get news today, perhaps during the college football playoff, about this new NCAA football game. Mm-hmm. Is Shador Sanders the cover athlete? I mean, based on what we just talked about. Yeah. He probably should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it weren't him, I would make the argument it should be Travis. Yep. Um, but 
I don't think it's going to happen. Based off of some information that I got during the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yep. So I don't want to get uh, hopes up, but it doesn't sound like that's uh, likely. Well, then they're making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. They are. I mean, find a way. Find a way to get Shador or Travis on the cover. Of it. Um, like we just said, I mean, let's look at uh, like Jaden Daniels. Just curious in terms of his following. It's probably not even close. 175K. That's the Heisman winner from last year. Yeah. Like, if you're looking to sell copies, Shador's your guy. Yeah, for sure. And if he isn't, then Travis is. Well, and what's cool about this is this is the first year ever that they could use an active player. Yes. If you remember before the NIL era, you had to use a player who's already graduated so you could pay them to be the cover athlete. Mm -hmm. This is the first time ever that you have a, a, the opportunity to go active player. And so like people are saying it's Bo Nix, Caleb Williams. They shouldn't do that. Now, we don't have any a confirmation that they won't uh, just do the old thing that they did, which is like last year's most exciting player that's right. leaving. It just wouldn't make any sense. Um, it's, you should glorify a player who's in the game. So we kind of talked about this, Dre and I did on Friday. We talked about early Heisman odds came out, and Shador was nowhere even close on this list. Mm -hmm. Guys like Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow, Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold, J.J. McCarthy maybe. Like, those are the best returning players. I know. I was going to say, are any of those guys even a superstar? That, no. Not even close. Yeah. So maybe they do go with you know a more of a name brand like a caleb williams yeah um but that would just be such a bummer mm -hmm. do a sweet nil deal with an existing player and uh and get them on the cover we'll see then um and then finally the final college football game of the season is going to be played tonight in Houston, Texas, Michigan, and Washington for the national championship. And let me just say this really quick. Okay. There's a chance that they have not determined who their cover athlete is yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's not over, but we will definitely not be like finding out tonight. Right. Because there is, you know, the tease that we're going to learn something tonight. If, if the cover athlete is coming out tonight, it's not a it's not a buff well there you go yeah um we'll probably talk about that tomorrow for sure ncaa whatever we see because i am beyond hyped <laughs> so hyped i'm also just worried about like you know my relationship my <laughs> friendships my job yep yep <laughs> they're gonna have to fight hard to survive through whatever you know i'm i gotta take the buffs to the promised land I, I <laughs> right. don't, like there's a that's goal number one priority number one and this game's probably going to come out in august too which is not a great time for us to get invested in a brand new video game yeah it does feel like the summer though like i feel like as a kid you just like get conditioned to think like the summer is the time when you can yeah do shit like play a video game for hours on end yeah <laughs> it's gonna be my summer uh but cfp um, let me pull up some odds real quick from our friends over at DraftKings. Unless you know 
the odds off the top of your head. For I this believe game. it's Washington plus one seventy five plus five on uh, on the spread. Is that what you're seeing? Um, I'm still logging in here. All right, I'm in. Uh, Washington plus five plus one seventy on the money line. Um, in Vegas at Circa, they were offering some college uh, some player props, like Penix over one and a half touchdowns mm. minus one ninety. Um, they had like first touchdown, I believe first touchdown, uh, best odds was uh, Roma Dunze. Or or no, it was Corum. And then second was a Dunze. Did you bet on any of them? No. If I was there, I would have. I, I was saying like all yesterday, like we've made a huge mistake. Why mm -hmm. wouldn't we stay at Circa for the college football national? Yeah, Championship? you guys kinda messed up. Yep. I didn't I didn't plan this one, so it's not my fault. Although I don't know, one more night in Vegas might have killed me. <laughs> Who you got tonight and why? I got Washington. I want the team with the better quarterback. Um, it's that simple for me. Uh, I think that they... I'm a little worried about their ability to stop Michigan's running game. Mm -hmm. And that could undo them. But I also think that if they are able to stop Michigan's running game, Penix and his fire firepower on the offensive side of the ball will be too much for Michigan to keep up with. So I, I'm betting a little bit with my heart here mm -hmm. um, because I don't like uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, and I don't want him to win the national championship. <laughs> um, and I really like Michael Penix and I want him to win the national championship. Uh, so I'm a little bit like hoping they can stop the run more than necessarily um, using my football evaluation to determine if they can stop the run because that's a mismatch. It is. And that's, if you're a Michigan fan, should make you feel really comfortable. I'm taking the Wolverines. I'm sure you are. Um, look, man, this team has been gearing up for this. They got over the hump, won a playoff game, won the Rose Bowl for the first time in forever last weekend. Um, in the Sugar Bowl against Texas, this is without Jonathan Brooks, Texas's best back. Texas averaged 6.4 yards per carry and ran for 180 yards and three touchdowns on the Huskies. Yeah. Give me the Wolverines. Yeah. There's just this, there's this other thing, though, that just can't be measured, and it's like Washington just has it. They do. I love them, too, man. Like, Oregon should have destroyed them by running the ball, too, and, like, mm -hmm. they did run the ball well in times. Um, but they just find a way. That team just finds a way, and... I feel like it's going to come down to a drive where Penix has the ball in his hands and he's just like, got to go make some plays. Yep. I mean, that's just what he does. I mean, we've talked about this. Dre and I talked about this on the draft pod over the weekend, but this game could come down to like five plays on Washington's side of the ball where it's literally Penix throwing it up. And if they come down with a deep shot or not, a few times in this game, that could totally change the outlook of it all. How do you feel about Michigan's secondary against Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, Roma Dunze? I mean, this is definitely their toughest test. Um, I think Michigan's been pretty solid in the secondary, though. Will Johnson's a solid football player, really good football player, really long football player. I think he could go up against Odunze. Um, I am scared a little bit of this receiving core, though, because they are probably the best in the nation, and they can just shred you. Yeah. What about the running game? You feel pretty comfortable there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you pretty much stopped Alabama from running the ball, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blake Corum's an absolute dog. <laughs> that guy is special. 
I can't remember if I've seen a player, certainly not recently, that feels like he gets the ball with a running start when he doesn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like he started 10 yards behind the quarterback <laughs> yeah. and just ran straight and they snapped it and handed it off to him. Like, yep. when they went um, shotgun on the goal line, they, I know they were pinned inside the one. Yes. And they decided to hand it off to Coram out of the shotgun. And it was like, what are you doing? But it was easy. Like he just explodes uh, as soon as he gets the ball. Pause. But <laughs> it, it's it's special. That's a special trait that allows them to have so much success running the ball and makes me think he's going to be successful in the NFL. I, he's got it all. I think he's kind of got that. Uh, short squatty but like kind of thick build of a running back like he's got massive thighs the dude has insane power as you mentioned that touchdown run to win the game I mean he broke like three or four tackles they were arm tackles but the guy's just a beast when the ball's in his hands someone in the comments said Coram is overrated as hell I I just mm, doubt don't think so <laughs> doubt I really don't think so the guy almost won the Heisman last year yeah. if he didn't like break his leg or whatever happened against Illinois he probably does win the Heisman yeah, he's not overrated. That's about it for today. Anything else? Let's talk to the people. Let's talk to the people. What is up, chat? What do you got for us today? What do we got in the chat? What do we got in the chat? Brandon Davis Swain got his first NIL deal. Hey, shout out BDS. Um... Tofu says, y'all saw that tweet by Albright about next year's 2025 draft option on QB. I did not. I didn't either. What does that mean? I don't know. I'll go scan real quick. While he does that, I'll take the next question. Uh, from Denver. Not a CU question. What are the gloves that advertise here? I was just shoveling and my hands were about to die. <laughs> Hestra job gloves. Yep. Best in the biz. Get you some. Um, and I couldn't find the Albright tweet, okay. but if you go to Hestra job gloves, use the code DMVR 20, you get 20% off. Hell yeah. Um, did you see the, the, uh, mock draft I put out that no. had Shador and Travis going one, two, oh, 2025. Bro, why are you tweeting out Walter football? Why would I not? Cause it's Walter football. Who cares? You know my stance on things. I they, know. <laughs> I support them if they say something I like. And I don't if they don't. We we can do better than Walter football. Look, I wasn't pointing it out like, this is a great mock. <laughs> Genius stuff here. Very high level analysis. I was just saying, damn, this would be sick. Fair enough. Because <laughs> I had people coming at me in the mentions like, bro, rookie move, posting. I'm like... First of all, I don't know what the fuck this is. You Second, don't know what Walter football is? No, bro. Second of all. Oh, my God. All I care about is that it's cool. It is cool. Um, <laughs> and then people are like, oh, should order the Raiders. I'm like, not the point. Not the point at all. Walter football was the website I went to when I was in college and was sitting in class not wanting to do like schoolwork. Uh -huh. And I just wanted to read mock drafts because they just pump them out. That's Walter football. There you go. <laughs> sounds sounds good to me. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. Uh, Shelly, has the university even formally announced Warren Sapp? I'm beginning to wonder. No, not yet. Have they formally announced anything this offseason? <laughs> <laughs> they did announce the incoming transfers, though. A they lot did. of them. They had to. 
<laughs> they did have to. And their signing class. Uh, Chris, the new guys are starting to arrive in Boulder. Any interviews coming up? Um, I've been trying. We've been in contact with a couple of different people. I'll pick that back up this week, though. If anyone's watching like uh, Justin Myers was last week. Um, I hit his DM. Hit us up. Justin, if you're watching, respond to your DM. <laughs> Lone Wolf, uh, do you think that Andrew Zimmer is the new tight ends coach? He's Mike Zimmer's nephew and played tight end and running back at Kansas. Don't know. Well, uh, actually, I should. don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. We'll see. He did, I guess he has. Did he? Someone maybe said he changed his bio. Well, he put out. He just offered that kid that we were talking about before the show. Um, Colorado's offered 2025 four-star tight end Deshaun Brame. He's from Dylan Edwards High School in Derby, Kansas. Derby High School. Um, but he, the only coach he tagged in his offer was Coach Zim. Mm. His bio says offensive, offensive assistant. assistant. I think it's always said that. I think so as well. Okay. Um, but even in like the picture tags, like he tagged Dylan Edwards and Steve Wiltfong and all those guys. The only coach, Coach Zim. Interesting. We'll see. Big 21, if you all had to pick the cover player, who would it be besides CU players? Great question. <coughs> who would you um, pick? Okay, returning player. I'm only picking returning players. Okay. Star status. Probably J.J. McCarthy. I'll, I'll throw out Luther Burden. Is he coming third. back? Does he, he have eligibility? Uh, he does have eligibility. He needs to make a decision. So it's going to be like a Harbaugh-McCarthy package deal, I bet. Uh, we'll see. I'm just saying, like, if one stays, they both stay. That's my guess. Fair enough. I think so. Also depends on if they win tonight. Of course. If they win, I'd say they probably ride off into the sunset. If they don't, then I say they're like they do the unfinished business thing. We'll what see. else? So, who else is uh, an option? Luther Burden the third, the wide receiver at Missouri, had a fantastic season. He's coming back. No. Um. Why not? Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't think Milrow was like consistent enough to be that guy. Uh -uh. Quinn Ewers, I guess. Uh, Arch Manning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty slim pickets. I think if McCarthy came back, it would be him. He he, you know, he's got that uh Yeah. That I don't know. That's why Maybe it should just be Shador or Travis. Ollie Gordon? Running back out of Oklahoma State? I mean as you go through these, like just think of the drop off between Shador Sanders and oh, Ollie Gordon. Yeah, it's not even close. So I'm gonna hold out hope that they haven't determined this yet. And what I was told today doesn't stop the chances of Shador being on the cover. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys I would throw out there. I agree. Luther Burden's way cooler than JJ McCarthy. I agree, but I'm like the kids who are buying this game don't know him. If you watch Missouri this year, you'd know who he is. Very slim uh, <laughs> group of people. The Arizona kid, I almost said T Mac as well. 
No, they're talking about Fafita. Fafita? Can't put a five foot seven quarterback <laughs> on the cover. Sure you can. Um didn't they put Kyler on a Madden? Did they? I don't know. I've I've been out of Madden the last three, four years, so I don't know. There's no like there I'm trying to come up with who they're going to choose based off of what they think will help sell the game the most. That's why they do that. It I mean it obviously be Shador and Travis. It, it would be Shador, but what if Shador didn't want to do it? More power to him. That's why I went with someone like McCarthy if he comes back because like played in the national championship game. Everyone knows who he is. He plays at Michigan. It's a name brand. They like putting like that jersey on the cover, you know, or that helmet on the cover. Um, I'm not choosing it for my liking. Choosing it based off of what I think they would do. No, that's fair. T Mac is sick, by the way. He is. He's gonna be a first round pick next year. I got kind of excited when I heard when there was that like fake report about them transferring <laughs> Arizona them out of the big 12 quiet in the portal nothing going on from them really yeah interesting I mean they obviously return a strong team but I don't know how much they're improving other than their freshman class this season Cowing's gone I believe right yes yep they do lose Cowing, and I think they're trying to Replace. They did put an offer out to one of the big wide receivers out there. I remember reading a thread about it. Caleb Downs. Um, isn't that the Alabama? Yeah. Right. I don't know about that one. I don't think he's there yet. All right. Well. There you go. Anything else, Alyssa? It was a fun show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. National championship. Is, is this game going to actually kick off at 530? Do you remember? No. 545. That is kickoff. Okay. That's, I always feel like they do this. They're like, game kicks off at 530, and then it doesn't kick off until like 615. Yeah, they, they're doing all the, the national anthem, introductions, all that's after 530. Why is, why is it so early? Uh, depending on where you are, I guess. Yeah, this is great. Hey, I'm not <laughs> complaining. Uh, except for that, I have to. I, I was asked to do like a little like happy hour meeting <laughs> during the national championship. Doesn't game. line up. <laughs> well, if it's like if the game was at seven, I'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Right. But whatever. Yeah, seven thirty on the East Coast. Kickoff at seven forty-five. Five forty-five oh, out two here. Two his brothers. Is he still? He still. Oh, Talia. He uh he transferred. He From, did transfer. Yeah, to Miami. I think that's I an option. I can't remember if that's official or not, but that's what the rumor is right now. He just entered the portal like Go on hang Thursday or Friday. I guess, yeah. There you go. Dre loves Talia. Really? Yeah, massive Talia fan. Okay. I know he puts up numbers. He does. All right, good show. We'll be I'll, back tomorrow. I'll have my energy back tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Scope buffs. Scope buffs. <laughs> Silly like the mayor.